On this episode, Sarah ruins our lives with The Bachelor. Jason, will you accept this rose? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jason Edwards. This is Ruin My Life, the Bachelor Fancast Fancast. <laughs> <laughs> With me as always, and yes, we're keeping this take, is Kelsey Goldman. Hi. With me, um, sort of as always, but not really in the same context I mean it on the show. Uh, executive producer. Is his executive producer, Sarah Shepard. Lovely to be here. Oh, so good to have you back. You're our first second guest. <laughs> You're a first guest to come back a second time, or rather. Let me let me reiterate so, so, that. So so first repeat? You're a first repeat. We already hit the bottom of the barrel. We're <laughs> already we're already cycling through our old guests again. You're halfway to how many times Nick Fiala has been on the Bachelor Family of Products. Ooh. Ooh. Segue. Good early segue. Cut all this this fat off the top. <laughs> Uh, we're here to talk about a TV show called The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And a TV show, Jason? You're right. Nay. A lifestyle. A multimedia empire. Well, a single media empire, I guess, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, it's called The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. It's kind of hard to talk about because the show has really two names. Um, well, you could also go with The Bachelor Family of Products. The Bachelor Family of Products, thank you. Sarah has introduced me. And Kelsey to the Bachelor family of products. So, Sarah, for people out there who may just, you know, not know, what is the Bachelor family it, of products? Well, let's let's just go let's go specifically with the Bachelor. So, the Bachelor is kind of a groundbreaker, trend starter. It was the first real like dating reality TV competition. Um, and it paved the way for a lot of less awesome dating reality TV programs like Joe Millionaire and um, Are You the One and other trashy, wonderful things. Um, for I, I can't imagine anyone isn't familiar with the concept. It's one <laughs> single person who is dating anywhere from 20 to 35 people. <laughs> It's super heteronormative, so it's always one man dating 25 women or 30 women or one woman dating that many men. Um, And they slowly but surely narrow their way down to a final two over many, many episodes and many, many conceits. And they end up proposing to one person. Yes, at the very end, they propose, even though they've probably only actually interacted with person. At most, like, seven days. <laughs> and, not, and not even, like, full days. Like, those days well, are segmented that's me taking all people. the hours they've interacted okay. and yeah. optimistically assuming that was seven days worth of hours. Is that seven 24-hour days or seven, like, eight-hour work days? I was thinking seven 24-hour days, but you might actually be more on it with the eight-hour work I think day. seven full 24-hour periods is a bit optimistic for how much time <laughs> they spend together before they decide to be married for life. Not married, engaged. Engaged for and, life. And some of them don't get engaged. True, but the object of the game is to get engaged. Yes. Yeah. So, but The Bachelor isn't just that show, is it, Sarah? 
there's the Bachelor, and as you explained, the gender-swapped variant, the Bachelorette. But there's also a few other programs within the family, aren't there? Right now, there's just one. Well, no, there was there was Bachelor in Paradise, and then there was Bachelor Pad. Yeah, here's the thing. Okay, explain what Bachelor in Paradise is to the people at home, <laughs> the lovely, lovely audience. I love that. I love that we're starting with the franchise first before I explain why I love it. <laughs> I just want to lay the groundwork. I feel like we don't do a good job on this like podcast of is like, explaining what we're talking about. Why does Sarah love this? A lot of people ask that, actually. Um, <laughs> people ask me all the time, Sarah. Why do you love this? Um, Okay, so Bachelor in Paradise is by far the superior of all the Bachelor family of most superior of product of the Bachelor family of products, which is um, they take a bunch of previous contestants from Bachelor and Bachelorette and they put them in a resort in Mexico for like eight days, but they call it eight weeks. And those folks then um, couple up throughout the course of it and you have to stay coupled or you will get kicked off this not quite island, more like a series of uh, Rose Palapas. And <laughs> Palapas. And uh, they get really drunk and they make out. And at the end, some people do get engaged, which once again is baffling because they've maybe been to, like, I think they're there from like 8 to 12 days, but they pretend it's like it, six weeks. I think I read somewhere it was like 18 days. 18 days. So okay, like three so. Weeks. That's a it's little three more. Weeks, but they say it's six weeks. Yeah, it's not. And it's not. And a lot of those people do get engaged. The most recent season of Bachelor of Paradise, I think there were three or four engaged couples at the end of it, which there is three. insane. And one one of the last couples was Nick and Jen, but he was like... He broke that up. They definitely had already told him he was going to be the Bachelor. You think so? I think so, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very possible. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and when I was sort of... I don't want to jump ahead at all, but... It, I have some familiarity with this family of products, but today when I was sort of like gathering my, let's call them notes, I, I found the Wikipedia page for Bachelor Pad, which I remember hearing about, but completely forgot existed because that doesn't happen anymore. What was that? Oh, I never watched Bachelor Pad. It was their, it was their attempt at real world. Oh, um, no. And that kind of show, and it didn't succeed, which is why you haven't really seen any more of it. There's okay. Bachelor Pad and then Bachelor in Paradise. Cause, and then they found their format and realized it was drunk people on the uh, Mexican coast. How were you first drawn into the world of the Bachelor family of products? So, Sarah, 28, digital marketing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my lower third. Honestly, that's too many words. It would probably just be like, Sarah, 28, advertising. Um... <laughs> So when I first moved to New York, I did not know many people. And at my first uh, couple months at my job at Situation Interactive, I met the fabulous Lisa Goldberg. And I was like, I got to be friends with this girl. She's too awesome. And so she invited me to watch the Bachelor finale of Juan Pablo's season, which started in January uh, <laughs> back in 2013. And I... Was really, really excited and said yes. And then watched... That was my first ever episode of The Bachelor. And I watched it with Lisa and her awesome sister, Abby. And I was like, okay, I want to keep hanging out with these girls. And so I started watching it more. But what ended up happening is I got hooked on The Bachelor franchise. Of course, I love the Goldberg sisters and still hang out with them and enjoy their company. But they got me addicted to The Bachelor family of products. What were your feelings... (laughs) 
when you first sat down and watched that first episode of The Bachelor? Well, Lisa, like, prefaced it by, we're all really cool feminists and it's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) 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 And they all were really cool feminists. Um, But it was just kind of like, okay, this is a thing. I would say I wasn't hooked watching Juan Pablo's finale. I was hooked at the start of Andy's season of The Bachelorette following. Andy rejected Juan Pablo in the penultimate episode of that season and she was sassy and awesome and she was the bachelorette and that's when i got hooked because the most to me the most fun episodes of the show are when there are a lot of contestants and there are a lot of crazy dudes or ladies um clamoring for attention that's when all the drama happens the weird the goofiness. group date photo shoots yes um <laughs> because and the, that's when i got hooked because the finale is really the the worst episode to start on in a lot of ways because it's, it's the most boringest one yeah the finales are weirdly dull um, except for the last moment when you're about to see who gets out of the limo first to go to the proposal, at which point you know for once, like, finally, who's going to win the whole thing. Yeah, but when you actually saw saw a uh, the premiere of the following Bachelorette season, uh, what really stuck, like, uh, stood out to you about the whole production? Just how crazy everyone was. Like, I mean, it was, it, well, not even crazy, just goofy like the whole can i steal you away and like competing for attention and the the conceits of it are so inexplicably entertaining for something that is just a bunch of people who are pretty and drunk and (laughs) clamoring for attention because the in the premiere episode the protagonist of that whatever season is meeting like you said between like 20 and 32 people right yeah for the first time and one of these people, like, supposedly he, they're going to marry, or get engaged to, rather. And so, like, they get, like, five minutes in a night, and then they send half of these people home. Yes. So it's, the the artifice of it is on display from moment one. Well, at the same time, though, like, when you meet someone, you, you can know pretty quickly if they're a no. I also think watching it now <clears throat> has become so much more of a, like... Everyone is in on the joke. Yeah. Like, I haven't gone back and watched the early seasons of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette yet. (laughs) I'm just going to preface that because I might. Um, But, like, there's very much this understanding of, like, everyone knows how it works. And everyone knows that there's, like, certain roles to play and fills those slots accordingly. And that's half the fun of it. And you get really angry when someone tries to, like, not play by the rules. <laughs> the Bachelor is, is kind of unique in reality shows, and it, it's been on for a long time. And every season sort of has a storyline. And there are other reality shows like that, obviously, like uh, Survivor, and I guess The Amazing Race, maybe? I don't really watch that show very much. But there's, um, there's a narrative in every season of The Bachelor, and so there are tropes. And, and the audience, audience knows the tropes so well, and spotting them and seeing how they're deployed is kind of... The fun of it. Is that fair? That's a sort of a generalization, but is that like part of the enjoyment of it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be true. I think the tropes are part of the fun, like the can I steal you aways. And, and I guess if, if those tropes, I think, are actually like the founding part of a lot of our enjoyment of the show, because, uh, spoiler alert, not really, <laughs> I run a Bachelor Fantasy League. And that whole Fantasy League bases itself on those tropes. How many times people kiss, whether or not they have a date that involves a hot cub or a helicopter (laughs) or horses. 
Um, I just realized those are all things that start with the letter H. I'm not <laughs> sure if there's any that. significance there. Um, what does it mean? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, so like the tropes are what make it so much fun to watch, I think. It's a little bit like a James Bond movie, right? <laughs> you know the exact beats they're going to hit. The fun comes from seeing how they do it. Yeah. It's true of a lot of genre fiction, I guess, in general, mm-hmm. but James Bond is the exact same thing every time. So you, you sort of, um, what's the opposite of burying the lead? You, you've, you've punched our climax up to the very top of the article, <laughs> which is that you now run a Bachelor Fantasy League. <laughs> yes, you're right. I did the opposite of burying the lead. It's like you uh. took the end of my article and put it on the front page above the title of the newspaper <laughs> news alert shepherd runs fantasy league <laughs> breaking <laughs> um, we take you now the story live in progress <laughs> yeah i guess i guess i should i should walk through my progression a little bit more um so i continued to watch the bachelor and the bachelorette with abby and lisa like every week at abby's apartment um and then a little podcast by a little known uh podcaster griffin mcelroy who yeah no i know right <laughs> nobody knows that oh guy. rachel mcelroy's husband yes oh, yeah, okay, yeah okay um called rose buddies oh yeah he's oh yeah he's the co-host of that show yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah it uh it launched and all of a sudden my love of of things uh mcelroy overlapped with my love of all things bachelor and all of a sudden, a lot of other people I know who love McElroy products were suddenly interested in or watching The Bachelor. It really activated an, uns- an until that point, uh, unseen, a real silent majority of the Max Fun and Bachelor Nation overlap. <laughs> and so... Uh, and I- they were like putty in your hands to be molded. <laughs> So I decided it was my job to gather all those people who were also living in New York together. And um, what was what were you molding exactly with putty. your imaginary putty? Okay, it's, not a, it's not a visual medium, okay? okay. Let's stick to the story. Listeners, Jason was aggressively molding the air to be putty. <laughs> I just feel like it's important. Um, I'm a gesticular person. Oh, so gesticular. As the great Kelsey Goldman once said, may she rest in peace. Because she died today when Carolina beat Kentucky. Unrelated. Unrelated. But Carolina beat Kentucky. It was great. A Carolina beat Kentucky. Because, baby, now we got bad blood. (laughs) Did I mention Carolina beat Kentucky? We know. Okay. Okay. We know. (laughs) I feel like it's important for this discussion of the Bachelor family of products. To set the tone of what it's like in the room here tonight, I would. uh, Tense is an understatement. Tense is an overstatement. We good. <laughs> we good. We good. We made a bet. I lost. It was a good fucking game, though. Oh, so good. So I just took it upon myself to create a watch party for Rose Buddies and Bachelor <laughs> fans in New York City, which started in Abby's apartment, then moved to our apartment, and is now at Hinterland's Bar on uh, Church Avenue here in Kensington. And if you want to join us come May 20th when we start, 22nd, when we start doing this again... You're welcome to. It's fun. It's super fun. We'll take good care of you. And I dare say, it's how I got you two hooked. Yeah. Yay. How, how did we get drawn we, into this? we talk this, about that journey a little this bit? This empire of Sarah's. Well. You know, Sarah, you're, you're not in the bachelor business. You're in the empire business. <laughs> oh, you know it. So, last summer, I guess, 
I came over here for some other reason, but I came over here. I'm assuming just use our air conditioner. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, and Sarah was watching Bachelor in Paradise. And I was like, oh my god, I don't know if I can do this. And to be fair, I'm still not sure I can do it. Because <laughs> I have yet to experience a full episode of Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> and it was an experience in which, as Griffin McElroy likes to say, my skeleton left my body. But Sarah really, really pushed hard, and she's like, you really should just listen to Rose Buddies, and, and you should listen to Rose Buddies. Because I do, I do advocate for that. If you don't think you can physically watch the show, <laughs> Rose Buddies gives you the entertainment of it without the physical experience of watching it. <laughs> yeah, Rachel and uh, her, um, uh, her husband, Griffin, right. they do a great job of really taking you through the story of the sh- episode and making it palatable for those of us who say have um, thin outer shells, which may allow our skeletons to break free at a moment's notice. <laughs> so, uh, last summer I was working my way through the McElroy family of products. <laughs> Bachelor family of products, McElroy family of products. Um, so, I think when I finished whatever I was on at that point, probably Taz, um, I started Rose Buddies, and I was like, okay, I can get down with this. It's pretty funny. And then when they started watching Bachelorette Canada, I got, like, really invested in the narrative. And someone had put links to where you could watch all of the episodes in the group. (laughs) (laughs) So I went and watched all of the episodes of Bachelorette Canada. And then I was in by the time The Bachelor was starting and... I forced Jason to join me. So Sarah was building this league, (laughs) building this empire, shall we say, uh, Walter White style, in case that first reference wasn't uh, on the nose enough, in case it didn't land. I do like hats. She does. I'm real Heisenberg. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to come up with, like, the Bachelor version of Heisenberg. (laughs) Uh, what would that even be? I don't know. Wait, I mean, you don't even know the context of this because, spoiler alert, she ends up with Soja Boy. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, my wires got crossed a little bit there. So Sarah was building this empire, and she got you into it, Kelsey. Yeah. And I don't know if I really this really needs to be um, said explicitly, but if Sarah and Kelsey are doing a thing, <laughs> I have zero percent chance of escaping the, thing. the gravity of that thing. Except today. Uh, I mean, I physically had to be somewhere else today <laughs> uh, for this divisive UNC-UK matchup. <laughs> but so I just sort of got pulled along. Well, I didn't. I wanted to do the league, but I didn't want to be on a team with someone I didn't know, so I made Jason be on my team. A.K.A. And, some fucking rando. Some fucking and, rando. And let the record show, though, that Jason, because he lives with me... <laughs> Had to watch some episodes of the previous season of The Bachelorette when I was hosting viewings in our apartment. You're blowing to people's minds right now. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, Jason lives with me. Let's not get too inside baseball here. Um, Which meant Jason got, I don't know, mildly invested in the events of that season of television. He may have cracked up at some jokes. He may have watched some Bachelor in Paradise and been like, well, this is kind of funny. 
Well, it went from the point where I would actually like leave the apartment for those two hours on You'd Monday You'd usually nights. come hang out with me. To, yes, that, yes. <laughs> to, uh, I would like watch the first hour and then go for a jog to get away from it. And to like, I would like be in the room the whole time, be like sort of half on my phone, half not. To fully invest in watching every second play out in real time, <laughs> screaming along with everyone else. And I think that's like, for me, like, I missed one episode this season because I was in Florida being, you know, not attached to The Bachelor. <laughs> being pampered? Being, yes, pampered, if you will. Um, and it felt so weird watching it on my own that I didn't go back and watch it. Like, I just, I couldn't. I couldn't do it, except for the one part that Jason was like, no, you have to watch this one part. <laughs> um, but, like, it, the, the, the atmosphere in which we watch it is the most fun I have all week. Yeah, and the, the commentary is what makes it so fun. Like, yeah. when I was watching it with Lisa and Abby at their apartment, like, Abby has comedic gold timing when it comes to commenting on The Bachelor and most of it she puts in tweet form. I highly recommend everyone follows Abby Goldberg on Twitter. Um, Abby A-B-B-E. A-B-B-E. I believe it's it's Abby is her mm-hmm. Twitter handle, which I'm sure she's going to be like, thank you, Sarah, for plugging my Twitter handle to the <laughs> internet. Um, we can put it in the show notes too. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's, that's the fun in it is like the communal watching of The Bachelor. Like watching it alone isn't as fun. Um, have you ever watched an episode alone? Because I think you have had to do it for your role as commissioner before. Um, I think I watched... I've watched a lot of Bachelor in Paradise alone, but <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise, to me, it happens in the summer. People are more likely to like, be on vacations. It was harder to like make a watch party happen. And also, you can't have like a fantasy league for Bachelor in Paradise, so it's purely just watching it. But it's just... could. Mm, There's gotta be a way. It's it's difficult. It's much harder than the setup of this, of the regular seasons. But uh, but it's so trashy, delicious that I didn't mind watching that by myself. It's not as fun to watch like two whole hours of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette by yourself, and like having group reactions and having like crowd jokes and people yelling out goofs or being excited when something happens is what makes it so much fun to watch. One, the greatest thing is watching it at Hinterlands Bar on Church Avenue in Brooklyn. And people will, I mean, we get a pretty sizable crowd in there, I'd say, most Mondays. Mm-hmm. And people will, when there's a big moment or a, you know, a genius usage of a, a trope or a stunning uh, back and forth between characters or i guess we might call them people uh <laughs> maybe people, we, we will all scream at the screen in unison like a, a great wordless shout rises forth from the crowd <laughs> when something un- unacceptable happens or unbelievable or unbelievable or um, unbelievably amazing <laughs> which leads me to my favorite moment watching the bachelor with jason which was oh, in this most recent season they had like an olympics theme group date and this was the part i wasn't there which, for which jason made kelsey watch after the fact and i just would have loved to see the group reaction yeah. to this whole thing they did they did a series of olympic events the nickathlon the nickathlon <laughs> yeah um which had various like they had to do like a high jump that was into nick's arms nick being a picture of him that had been put on like the landing pad they had to jump into the limo and it was a long jump um, they had to throw a shot put 
or a javelin. Which one? Javelin. Javelin. Mm-hmm. javelin into a giant heart, um, like Cupid's arrow. Mm-hmm. And then the three women who had done the best then had to run for a giant engagement ring. And then whoever grabbed it and got to the hot tub first won a hot tub experience with Nick. <laughs> Um, and when it got to the, uh, ring race, (laughs) the girl in the lead went for it. She went too fast and dropped it and it switched to slow motion with the ring falling in slow motion, her turning back and trying to get her foot on it before another contestant could grab it. She ends up shattering this giant plastic engagement ring. The other contestant grabs the largest piece of it and runs to the hot tub and is considered the winner. To which Jason said, this is the greatest thing I have ever seen. Out loud, in public, with witnesses. I believe my exact words were, this is the greatest show of all time. Oh, okay. It's even better than I thought. I don't watch a lot of sports, but I feel like that moment is what people wait their whole lifetimes to see happen live in front of them in a sports match. Cancel. Can't, you, I, don't, I don't need to watch any other Rocky movies for the rest of my life. The narrative of that one scene is inspiration to me to go and achieve my own dreams. <laughs> uh, it was, and that, that's, yeah, that's what I made Kelsey watch because I said, you have to see this. <laughs> it's the greatest moment in television history. It was, it, was, it was still pretty good, but I would have loved to have been at Hinterlands during that. <laughs> like having The Bachelor on Monday nights and the whole crew that comes every, every weekend and meeting more and more people, like, officially from that whole crew, like, has just been, like, the highlight of the past couple months for me. Shout out Alicia. Shout out Ben. Shout out and Carrie. Carrie, Antonio, Emily. Ryan, Abigail, Emily. There's so the many of goes them. on. Shout out Colin. Colin, Shout bartender Colin. on Monday nights. Shout out <laughs> Stuart for letting us host at his bar. Yeah, Stuart's the best. Shout out. You should all patronize Stewart's Bar. It's amazing. Hinterlands on Church Avenue in Brooklyn. <laughs> in scenic Kensington, Brooklyn. Otherwise known as um, North Ditmas Park. <laughs> Is it no. West Ditmas Park? East, East. Southwest Ditmas Park. <laughs> <laughs> I believe is the actual location. Gosh, I love talking about New York geography on podcasts, I guess, on. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Uh, that episode's not canonical with uh, our podcast, so I don't really want you to discuss it here right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone's following Sarah from one podcast to the next, <laughs> they will remember her exploits on Ladies Love Paul Rudd. <laughs> I thought everyone followed me from one podcast to the next. If you're going to follow anyone, it should be Sarah. Yeah, you really should. That's a great episode. <laughs> Thank you. And a good mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we, we plugged it last time. Yeah. Forget it. I'm, I'm, I take it back. No, 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 no more free rides, Amy. <laughs> Um, so Sarah, what is Bachelor Nation and what does it mean to you? Okay, so Bachelor Nation is kind of a takeoff on like Sports Nation, like Blue Nation. Like when when you've got a team that's like a big thing and you follow it everywhere and you're a part of the nation of fans. So that's when you're talking about the literal definition of Bachelor Nation, it's the Bachelor fans, but it's the, the Kentucky fans are called the Big Blue Nation. Thank you all for anticipating my follow-up question, which would have been, what is a sports nation? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag um, BBN. Hashtag BBN. Um, <laughs> shout out Kentucky, I hashtag guess. Hashtag GDTBATH. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> hashtag good day to be a Tar Heel. Gosh. 
Um, you know, the, I think hashtag Tar Heel is shorter than that, isn't it? No. It's the same length. Then why do you have one that's a full acronym? Okay, because track. the saying is good day to be a Tar Heel. But you don't want to have to write out good day to be a Tar Heel because you'd lose, like, all of your Twitter characters. <laughs> so hashtag GDTBATH. I feel like this podcast has to be half Bachelor, half <laughs> basketball, unintentionally. Well, you know what? We were going to do a March Madness episode, but we didn't have time for it, so fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> no, I Sports. W- sports. I feel like if we do a sports episode, I want my mom to be the guest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. We've already got plans for your mom to be a guest. Right. Watch this space, Julie. <laughs> uh, In August. If you're listening. We're coming for you. Um, so that's what it. So now for me and anyone like me, probably no one doesn't know what the sports nation is. But so Bachelor Nation is is the fandom basically. Yes. Of the show. Yes. It's all the people who obsessively watch uh, when they're talking about the live shows. Chris Harrison, host of the Bachelor. I can't believe I actually haven't mentioned his name yet. Uh, Chris Harrison. Fabulous, <laughs> fabulous Chris Harrison. My problematic of the Bachelor. My problematic fave, Chris Harrison. <laughs> um, he. Uh, uh, when he's when when they're doing like an after the final rose ceremony or a women or men tell all uh, special, he always refers to Bachelor Nation when he's addressing us all as one. Um, Hashtag we are Bachelor, Bachelor Nation. Nation, and so I'm I'm a member of Bachelor Nation, and and I have to accept that. <laughs> I feel. Like it has certain. I mean, we are too. That I don't love. Yes. Um, and I prefer to be a part of like Rose Buddies Nation. Um, what would that be? Just people who listen to the podcast Rose Buddies? Yes. It's nerdy Bachelor fans. Rose Buddies City State. <laughs> <laughs> Within the Bachelor Nation. Within the Bachelor Nation. Rose Buddies Commonwealth. <laughs> the Commonwealth of Rose Buddies. Yes, we've got it. I am a resident of Bachelor Nation and the Commonwealth Someone of Rose Buddies. please make me a crest. <laughs> are we at a crest level podcast yet because a lot of podcasts they can say like someone please make this and someone will make it but i don't think anyone's gonna make it but well no what i think we have to do is post in the rose buddies facebook group we have decided that we are the commonwealth of rose buddies <laughs> in bachelor nation. bachelor nation someone make us a crest we should do that yeah. are there other commonwealths within the bachelor nation because there can't just be well there's the commonwealth of drunk moms <laughs> <laughs> wine moms, the Commonwealth of Wine Moms. Wine moms. Or like the state, well, they would probably just be a regular state. <laughs> just the state of wine moms. So the Commonwealth of Rose Buddies, the state of Wine Moms. Um, wine Mommia? <laughs> no, no, I like the state of Wine Moms. It's got a very distinct sound. Um, what is the state of Wine Moms right now? I think they're doing okay. There's Sororitopia. What? There's Sororitopia. Yeah, Sororitopia. Mm-hmm. Is that another um, city-state or a commonwealth or a... It's a state. It's a state. But it just goes by Sororitopia. <laughs> <laughs> is is the... I mean, I know I've seen the videos of Chris Harrison quote-unquote surprising people <laughs> at, at their um, sorority watching parties of The Bachelor. Is this a big thing in sororities? I think it's a big thing at one sorority because every time he surprised a sorority watch party, I'm convinced it is the exact same sorority at <laughs> I mean, UCLA. Those yeah. girls all had their phones out already. And well, no, also, I mean, they, they, already had, they already had cameras in the room with them. Because so. they used to, instead of surprising in person like they did for this year's after the final rose, they would just go 
via camera satellite to a watch party. So I think it was the same sorority both times that they did that. I'm still waiting for the surprise or watch party at Hitcherland's bar. We're we're here for you, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison, please. You're my problematic fave, but you are my fave. So please come visit us at Hitcherland's bar on Church Avenue in Kensington, Kensington, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. (laughs) And whoever the, the Bachelor Bachelorette is that season, we won't care that they're there. We'll, we'll we'll be we'll be there for you, Chris. We're Harrison. in it for Chris Harrison. <laughs> I don't want to name any names, but someone did cosplay as Chris Harrison <laughs> for the finale of the, the most recent season. It was awesome. Which I now feel like we have to go harder. Yes. When the Bachelorette comes yes. back. Yeah. Get me. Everyone a, is cosplaying as Chris Harrison or Rachel or anyone else. Can I just be? Can I be Alexis? Yeah, and I want to be Josephine and with her like with her like Sanderson sister outfit and the after the final oh, rose. That was awesome. Her dark lipstick or Jamie on the day she got eliminated, that lipstick was on point. Going to be a lot of the uh, shark costumes that that yeah. that yeah. That, that There's going to be one because it's going to be me cosplaying <laughs> as Alexis. <laughs> so what what I'm hearing is we really need to up our our watch party game. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we, I thought we were doing pretty good. I brought roses to uh, the premiere at Hinterlands and then almost cried when 40 people showed up because I was so happy. <laughs> um, thanks, guys, for showing up. It was great. Um, it's become, like, my passion project, which is, like, like I, I agree. Like, it was my highlight of the winter, and it was a pretty crappy winter. So it was awesome on Mondays to be like, I'm going go to Hinterlands. There's going to be, like, 20 to 30 people there, like, it watching is, it. It is weird to see and, like, impressive, like, that you did this, just to see a community come together around something yeah because i mean i guess that's sort of what happens when you have a fandom or a hashtag sports nation <laughs> did i say that right yes hashtag sure. sports nation yeah hashtag sports nation is it you which you was also a show that hash- used to be on sports nation ESPN, yeah yeah wasn't that, that aaron sorkin show no that's that sports, sports night. night oh the west nation <laughs> the best nation oh oh anyway Communities coming together. <laughs> Let's cut off that joke before it goes somewhere weird. Communities coming together. And it, <laughs> it was it was really, like, weirdly inspiring to see, like, all these people come together. Because <laughs> we have, a, we have a, a wide array of people yeah. and types, and then it's it's kind of great. And everybody knows they roll. Yes. Everybody has their, has their part to play within the grand scheme of uh, the Commonwealth. And, and everyone knows the, the type of... Of watch party we are, which I think is important. We are a raucous, yell at the TV, get upset when certain people are eliminated watch party. Whenever there's a new person who's like, I might come this week, Sarah's like, just so you know. (laughs) If you want to watch the show, like not be interrupted. It is very important for you to hear every word very specifically. And granted, we have closed captions, but... You come to our house, the captions are on. And you better learn to read them fast. (laughs) You might lose some words here and there, and you need to be okay with it. The yeah. captions honestly often added a new element of humor to the show. Like mm-hmm. when Chris Harrison came out and said, Hi, I'm Chris Mary's son. <laughs> <laughs> that was real good. I still haven't gotten over that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's interesting to be a part of Bachelor Nation. And I feel like, uh, and Rose Buddies, or, or the Commonwealth of Rose Buddies. <laughs> the Commonwealth of Rose Buddies. And I, I think... It's always weird when people find out I'm a fan of this because for the most part, I am very into dry comedies or weird comedies. Uh, Community is one of my all-time favorite things. The Good Place. I like man-seeking woman. I like things that are, like, weird and sardonic. And 
And so to then say, like, my coworkers are like, oh, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to a Bachelor watch party now. Is always like, oh, you watch that, that show? That I'm in charge of. Yeah, <laughs> that I run. You're welcome to join us. Um, it, it's, it, it, um, it immediately, the first image you get of The Bachelor is maybe one of uh, basicness to be to be is. Is that another state inside the Bachelor Nation? <laughs> I think it's more of just like the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. But um, the but, oxygen is eighty percent basic. <laughs> in Nation. But the term "basic" is, in its own way, uh, much like Chris Harrison, very problematic. Yeah. And what it basically is is saying is that it's if you, if someone calls something basic, what you're saying is I'm too good for this thing. People who enjoy it are less sophisticated, less worldly, less cultured, less whatever than me. And one thing, and I resisted The Bachelor and reality shows in general for a long time out of, um, I mean, mostly, I'm going to be honest, a lot of it was just misguided superiority. Uh, I thought I was better than The Bachelor. What I have learned from uh, growing to love The Bachelor is that uh, no one is too good for anything. (laughs) If a thing exists and you can enjoy it, you should enjoy it. I like leggings and plaid shirts. Oh, well, who does? Is that basic? Yes. Oh, I, I'm so basic. Just put a PSO in your hand and you're basic, basic bitch. Yeah. Well, I would never drink one of those. Oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, no, what happened? I mean, but but you would never drink one of those because coffee I, will give you an anxiety. I would have an anxiety attack. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, but yeah, and it's given me like a weird new connection to certain people, like to people, like, because people ask, what, what are you doing? It's Monday night. What are you doing? And I'll be like, I'm, I'm going to watch The Bachelor at a bar. <laughs> with a bunch of other people and I found out that my my manager and co-worker watched The Bachelor and after the finale she was like oh my god did you watch it my therapist watches The Bachelor <laughs> like, so we have a little Bachelor update every week <laughs> before we start getting down to business like good, good to set the stage yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no it's it's a great way those to, are like, two very different people in my life <laughs> yeah no the, the Bachelor brings people together in a very weird way and mm-hmm. I think I think you make a good point Jason that it's like you're not too good for anything. You can think you're too good for something, but and you're no not. one no one is too good for the bachelor. No, it's yeah. okay to not like things based on their merits and your personal preferences. But if you're if your not liking of a thing involves any any element of like, oh, you're full of shit. You, you need to reexamine your life. <laughs> or you at least need to acknowledge that you're full of shit. <laughs> Which is like how I feel about certain things. Yeah, no, I, I think Ideally that acknowledgement though is the first step on the road to recovery. Yeah. To to on the first step on the road to Bachelor Nation. <laughs> and the road to Bachelor Nation is a journey of a thousand miles that begins with but a single step. <laughs> to Hinterlands Bar on Church Avenue in Kensington in Brooklyn. Let us close with, with prayer. <laughs> Oh, are we closing now? <laughs> well, we're not. We're not praying either. Are, so. are there no more discussion points? Um, Chris Harrison, who aren't in Bachelor Nation. <laughs> Wait, do we have to come with? Come up with the Bachelor? Would be that game. <laughs> thy rose ceremony. Come. Thy. Thy picks be done. In the mansion, as it is in on a boat in paradise. <laughs> Give us this day our. Daily, daily rose. Daily, daily rose. champagne. Oh, yes. <laughs> give us today, this day our daily mimosas. <laughs> and forgive us our shade as we forgive those who throw shade against us. <laughs> For thine is the kingdom and, and wait, the power no. and, and the group date. And lead us not into group dates. <laughs> but deliver us from group dates. <laughs> 
Wait, no, and lead us. Deliver us from two-on-ones. Oh, yeah. No, and lead us not into two-on-ones. Deliver us from group dates. For thine is. The mansion. The Harrison. And the nation. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Gosh, I hope you aren't listening to this one, Mom. I apologize for my. So, um, you guys are Baptists. You don't have to worry about the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> oh, that's true. We need to do a show of hands at the that's next to meet up and see who's comfortable with some mild sacrilege. <laughs> and see, like, well, I mean, it's only sacrilege if you believe it. So, Kelsey, you're, you're in the clear. I'm in the clear. From the get-go. Get <laughs> I used to have to say the Lord's Prayer um, every oh, night at camp. At camp. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's messed up. Yeah. But I used to have it memorized. And then enough, we got enough Jews that we they made it the Rockbrook prayer, and it changed and became secular. <laughs> Good job, getting all those Good Jews job, from the Christian mm-hmm. camp. Shout out Jews. <laughs> Shalom. Did I say that right? Can I say that? Is that okay? I'm okay with it. Okay, cool. <laughs> what were what are your some of your what are your some of your favorite all time favorite uh, bachelor moments? Or, or Bachelor in Paradise moments, or Bachelorette moments. From the whole family of products. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I gotta I gotta say, I have only been watching it since 2013. Right. So, like, I only have so much I mean, to go in on. Bachelor time, that's like 10 seasons. <laughs> it's true. Um, I, I gotta say, my favorite thing that's happening right now is they have their first black Bachelorette coming up, Rachel, who mm-hmm. was from, this, from Nick's season, was absolutely fabulous, super likable, super fun. I think she'll be a really great bachelorette. And she's black. So mm-hmm. they finally, finally addressed one of the most problematic things about the show, which was how white it was. And they addressed it. Like, they didn't just, like, play it off on the show. Yeah. Like, because she made it to hometowns. Mm-hmm. And he met her family. And they actually, like, and, and they addressed it before then, too. Like Which, which led to a great moment when <laughs> Rachel's brother-in-law who is a white man married to her sister, turns to Nick and goes, so, you are a white. I can't help but notice that you are a white. <laughs> and that was a pretty fabulous because delivery really, of that sentence. Really, you can't help but notice. But I'm very excited about Rachel and what that brings. Um, some of my favorite moments in this franchise are actually two-on-one dates, which I'm sure are horrible for the contestants, but are wonderful for the people watching. Once again, for a trope, where The Bachelor takes two people on this date. They are required to pack their bags before they go on the date because one of them, possibly both of them, are going (laughs) home. And my favorite so far that I personally have seen is one where they went to this rocky shoal in, I think, Ireland it was? This was was a different season. I think it might have been Ben's season. Um, They took these two women to this rocky shoal in Ireland, and he picks one. And they go and leave on a helicopter, abandoning this woman on this rocky shore <laughs> as the helicopter goes away. And the wind is whipping up and a storm is coming. And this woman is just standing by herself in Ireland. And they um, and they do that every two-on-one. At least one person goes home. And, and that's my preference because then you get the shot of that one person seemingly abandoned in the middle of nowhere as the bachelor and the person they picked fly off or drive off or ride off on a boat. Um, It's often disappointing, actually, when both of them get eliminated because then the bachelor bachelorette flies off by themselves and these two people who hate each other are standing together in, like, a desert. Um, Because it's always two people who 
quote unquote hate each other. Yes, because that's where the drama is. I can't get over the entire idea that you're going on a date. Pack your bags first, because <laughs> you might be sent home immediately. If if you had to like every time you had a performance review at your job, pack up your entire desk and bring it into the office with you. <laughs> it's like, hey, relax, be yourself. I can't. My very future is at stake right now. One more question for the um, the woman who, who brought us into the Bachelor Nation and ruined our lives. Seriously. Which is, uh, how dare you? <laughs> That's not a question. How dare you? It starts with a question word and ends with a question mark. It's a question. <laughs> <laughs> so question words are when, how, what, who, the where, f- why, journalism, baby. Mm-hmm. Hashtag journalism. Um, no. <laughs> the final question is if you were competing on The Bachelor what would you do to make an impression as you emerged from the limo so to preface this people who've never watched The Bachelor on the first episode everyone exits from a limo to meet The Bachelor or Bachelorette and some people try to make a goofy first impression or a good first impression you're supposed to make yes. an impression so you can get that first impression rose yes. for an example this previous season, a girl came out with a hot dog, and her and The Bachelor, they lady in the tramp that fucking thing. <laughs> oh, Josephine. <laughs> was that Josephine? It was, was Josephine. Oh, I forgot And he talked about how it was a room temperature hot dog and how gross that was. <laughs> so, Sarah, just so you know, that's off the field. I can't you, do that. You can't do that one. Hmm. I would want some sort of prop entrance. I always like when people like come in on like horses or camels or uh, one guy came in a um, cupcake mobile (laughs) (laughs) on a season of The Bachelorette. Um, So yeah, I think I think I'd want some sort of prop entry. Maybe I would come in on like a sled pulled by like a bunch of corgis or pomeranians. Something something to that effect, I think. Just a weird ride entrance, and then I would chat with them briefly. Because sometimes their prop comedy is all over the place. Mm-hmm. I remember in the um, in this most recent season of Bachelor in Paradise, where you're not supposed to bring in the prop because you're just meeting everyone in a bar, so mm-hmm. it's not like that kind of situation. Some guy still brought in a lamp, because on his original season of The Bachelorette, he took a lamp from the hotel room he was staying in and <laughs> brought it to The Bachelorette. Which, you know, good stuff. But what about you guys? What would your limo exits be? I like. I feel like at this point, you know... Do they know who The Bachelor or Bachelorette yes. is? Like, so wouldn't you want to tailor it to them? Theoretically, yes. Theoretically? So let's see you're getting on the limo for Rachel. What are you going to do? What am I going to do if I'm getting off the limo for Rachel? Certainly not what that one guy did. Um. Oh, yeah, guys. Uh, after the final rose for next season, they surprised Rachel by meeting four of the bachelors immediately. I think I would probably, like, try to dress in one of her outfits from the previous season. <laughs> oh, that good, good skirt the she good, wore. The good, good short uh, skirt? Yeah. Yeah, that she wore in Bimini. Bimini? Bimini? Where it was, like, short. Like, it was a short skirt, but then it had the long stuff going yeah. over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One for iconic looks. Yeah. I like that. Tell her I appreciate her style and her flavor. 
And you can't wait to get to know her better. Yeah. You gotta say those words. Yeah, I can't wait to get to know you better. And then she's gonna say something along the lines, I really feel like I'm being the person I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with. <laughs> First of all, if Kelsey's getting out of the limo in Rachel's season, congrats to the Bachelorette for breaking several boundaries at once. <laughs> This show is, is light years beyond what I thought it was. Well, I just wanted Jamie to be my sweet, sweet bachelorette. My, my bi-bachelorette where we have everyone. Oh, I know. It'd be, such, it'd be such a shit show, though. That's okay. We need to get two pitches in this episode. Okay. Pitch number one, bi-bachelor, mm-hmm. wherein the bachelor is a man or a woman mm-hmm. competing with, um, not competing with, uh, picking between 20 to 35 men and women mm-hmm. intermixed. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the whole pitch. Yeah, that's the whole pitch, yeah. That's all you need to know. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I... You would I, lose I, half your viewership. <laughs> and a lot of the people might end up falling in love with each other, which I think is the main reason they don't do that. Here's the question, though. Is, um... I, I guess, don't know. If it, people come to play, then they're not going to let themselves fall in love with someone else. Then they'll but... all end up on Bachelor in Paradise, and Bachelor in Paradise will be amazing. <laughs> this, this, this is sort of true of even if they are, um... Uh, well, the question is like who? Well, see, many, I don't how, feel like every contestant st- has to be bi. Yeah, how many straights are in the? <laughs> how many straights are, are in there? the contestant? Well, table? how many straights and how many gays? But that's the thing is like if, yeah. even if like they're all straights, they could still fall in love with different gendered people. Yeah. Wait, no, they can't all be straights. That doesn't no, work. No, they can't all be straights. <laughs> oh, sorry. No. So, all, so theoretically, my... if Rachel is bisexual, uh-huh. it means there will be bi women, gay women, straight men, and bi men. Yeah. So but it would no, be like no, one quarter each. But no gay men and no straight women. No gay men, no, no straight, straight women. Have I got that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so wait, I'm trying to do the, the game theory here. <laughs> so, yeah. There's no game theory so, here. So the bi men and the bi women in, in the contestant pool, they can they could hook up. Yes. And the straight men with the bi women. Okay. And the, and the bi men with the straight There's no straight women. The, there's no straight women, yeah. Okay, So yeah. that that's... Okay, so... I mean, we have to know, like, but the contestant breakdown first, but, like, how many possibilities does that create within the show for hookups? So the, the bi women can hook up with the straight women... No, not the straight women. With the bi men and the straight men and the other bi women. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, that's all... That, I didn't think about that. The bi and men... And the gay women, because there's gay women, too. And also the bachelorette. So the bi women can or hook up. The bi women could hook up with, with everyone. <laughs> well, it depends on who, if it's a bachelor or a bachelorette. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it, but it, but it, that, it's... the bi women can still hook up with everyone. Except for the straight women on the bachelor, bachelor. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. okay. Yeah. So if it's, oh, wait, why, I don't, this is great. Um, <laughs> so if there's a, bachelor, a bachelorette and it's bi. Okay. It's bi Jamie. women have the advantage of being able to be in a relationship with anyone there. Yeah. So then if it's a bachelor, then the by men have the advantage. Yeah. <laughs> is it an advantage? <laughs> well, no, it's not even, it, well, to me, the advantage is, okay, if I don't love this person, like, all these other people. I might play the game to stay and pretend I like them because I'm actually into, like, person X, Y, or Z. Also, you know, building my brand. Yes. Well, I mean, and that's that's the thing about the Bachelor franchise that I don't know. We've joked about the whole Instagram thing, but a huge part of this show now is that it is a job. Like, Nick Vial was visiting, you know. I, I, part of the, the construction is once it gets down to a certain number of contestants, they visit the hometowns of all those contestants and meet their parents and their families. And at the family thing, everyone was like, well, how are you going to provide for my daughter? And Nick's kind of like, well, I'm about to be on Dancing with the Stars. He didn't say those words, but essentially, like, this is my job now. Like, <laughs> I make money by having been um, broken up with twice 
on national television and then breaking up with someone else on national television. He he has a men's grooming company now. Yeah. No, he used to be a software sales representative. He, he's he's kind of a model. Like his he has a brand. And that's how he makes his money. And that's how a lot of people who if they do well on the franchise yeah. and get enough screen time can just make their money that I way. I still think Bachelor would be pretty awesome. Bachelor. If they did the Bachelor, <laughs> would the music cue for every promo be in sync's Bye Bye Bye? God, I hope so. <laughs> At least leading up to the season. Yeah, right? <laughs> this year, the Bachelor goes somewhere it's never gone before. Wait, no, wait. Okay, no. <laughs> the, 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 the Bachelor goes in a direction it's never gone before. Both, Both directions. directions. Ba, 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 ba. Is that by? Is I can using, see that. I can see that promo in my, in my head right now. Is, is using in sync though a conflict of interest with the Backstreet Boys, who are clearly the boy band of choice in the Bachelor franchise? Did, did the Backstreet Boys ever make a song about bisexuality the way In Sync did with "Bye Bye Bye"? <laughs> Don't think that's what that's about. Oh. oh. <laughs> You gotta make it tough. Who who did the song? I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did. As long as you love me. Yeah. It's bachelor, that's, it's, that's the Backstreet. I almost said the Bachelor Boys, which they basically are at this point. Who you are? Who you are? Yeah, that's that's the Backstreet Boys. Uh, second pitch, my 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 end game for the Bachelor franchise, which is the Bachelor starring problematic fave Chris, Chris Harrison, Harrison as a man looking for love. He's helped so many other people find love. And they would all return to help him find his one true love. Now it's his turn. Is it every every episode is hosted by a different former every bachelor? Every scene bachelorette? is hosted by just a different <laughs> former bachelor bachelorette. There to hold his hand along the way. <laughs> that would be the most satisfying end of a TV series ever. <laughs> so it's the last. He's season, divorced, the right? Yes, season. he he needs yeah. to find love. He is he is a lonely boy. In this 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 lonely world. Is he a lonely boy or is he a super la- relaxed beach boy? <laughs> He's, oh. he's on island time. Uh, if I was on Rachel's season, I would parasail in completely nude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let them have their way with their suggestive uh, blur bars straight from the beginning. Yeah, it, it wouldn't even be suggestive. It'd be totally fair. <laughs> totally earned. Because they, they'll use blur bars on people like when they have like, oh, their skirts kind of short. Hitched up a little bit. No, their their better... bikini bottoms don't fully cover their butts. We better blur it. They use them in a very judgy way, but when, yeah. when I'm out there, it's going to be completely <laughs> necessary. Because you're going to be out there. Physically and emotionally. <laughs> parasail, huh? I will parasail in naked screaming, I'm so lonely! <laughs> so Please love me! <laughs> I hope someone does that next season. <laughs> <laughs> don't so don't steal my fucking thunder, Blake. <laughs> There's a Blake on the Bachelor. Was was he the one that was terrible? (coughs) I guess he's already gone then. Now, this is normally the part of the show where me and Kelsey scramble to recommend something to someone else. But uh, as per usual, we have forgotten to do it. So, Sarah, is there anything you would like to recommend uh, to us or the listeners? Well, I'd actually like to recommend a lot of things. Can I just rattle a list off? Uh, Could you pick one? No. Could you maybe pick the one we... Could just one? Can I do like three? Yeah, okay. Okay, so if you like yourself some dating shows, Are You the One on MTV? It's it's a much trashier version of Bachelor in Paradise, but it achieves the same function, and it's like Mastermind, but with people. And it stars uh, the guy from season three of Veronica Mars. Are you the one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan Devlin. Yes. He's the host. Who does some very dramatic finger work 
and you'll understand that when you watch it. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's true. Is it not true? It's a good tease. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then for just general uh, reality programming, um, there's two I really love. RuPaul's Drag Race is the best of both um, uh, um, America's Next Top Model and um, why can I not think of the name of the show where you're a designer? Project Runway. Project Runway. It's Project Runway meets America's Next Top Model and it's bliss. Um, And then Amazing Race for like classic, classic reality. And then for finally weird reality that you can only find on YouTube because the network it aired on doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Uh, There's a show called Solitary, which my brother and I were both obsessed with. That aired on the Fox Reality Network, which is not a thing that actually exists anymore. And it was, it would be six, not nine people locked in these weird little pods with a camera and a how like robot giving them instructions <laughs> um and they would slowly be eliminated until there was only one and i highly highly recommend looking up solitary on youtube and checking that out because it was the most baffling and hypnotizing piece of reality programming i have ever watched i also like master chef and master chef junior <laughs> that was actually five that was a lot. I wanted one. I, I got five. I, I can't. I go. can't end it myself. I there's something very relaxing about watching reality TV. Great British Bake Off, also very good. I can't wait to watch more Bachelor. Is what I can't wait to watch. Because one of the great things about this show is that old characters pop up in like the new seasons. Like in Bachelor in Paradise, they they sometimes eliminate people, and then like other people you didn't even know were going to be in the show pop up, and it rewards like long term watching. Because then you can be like, oh, it's them from that season. Ah. So I, I can't wait to just dive into the, the lore and, like, <laughs> and, lore, and, yeah. and learn the world. Oh, the, the, the majestic lore of Bachelor Nation. The deep mythology of Bachelor Nation. I mean, that's where we got the Bachelor's Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where we got it from. Those ancient texts. <laughs> the ancient Real and scrolls. true. Uh, the ancient I, rose scrolls. <laughs> I guess that's going to be it. Kelsey, unless you had something else you wanted to say. I thought I thought of something for like a half a second and then I lost it. I was trying to think of something British, but I couldn't couldn't quite get there. <laughs> I feel like we didn't get enough of this, this episode. I'm sorry. Even though we're, we're looking right at each other, I feel like you're not really seeing me. Oh. Could it possibly be the big pop filter in front of your face? Oh, the giant uh, microphone between us? Yeah. Could be. Could be. Could be. I can see both of you. That's the important thing. <laughs> yeah. And that Sarah and I are still friends. <laughs> Even after the crushing defeat that you came It was not a crushing defeat. It wasn't crushing. It was a great buzzer beater. It ending. was a very good game. You look you look pretty crushed. crushed. I'm a little bit crushed, but only because I have to wear a Tar Heels fucking baseball cap at some point. We had a bet. Got <laughs> a loser. Had to wear the winning team's colors at some public event yet to be determined. And I'm very excited. I thought it was... Um, Plus a baseball cap. Is it just a baseball cap? No, it's plus oh, a baseball it's, cap. It's, It'll it's, probably be my 2009 NCAA champions shirt with a uh, UNC baseball cap, and I may go buy some Carolina sweatpants just for the sake of this. <laughs> so so I, won't, I won't only be totally decked out in Tar Heel garb. I'll look stupid as yes. well. <laughs> like, I, I was going to be nice to you and just make you wear, like, a jersey. Well, that's on you. I'm gonna cut this episode short before we really get uh, get too into this. Because it's just—it's even gonna be an outfit that I would never wear, regardless of what color it was. 
I'm oh. Jason Edwards. I mean, I can put you in some navy oh, blue Sophies instead. God, I've worn Sophie since, like, middle school. Well, I want you to be in, like, Sarah College gym uniform, which was the Carolina t-shirt, Sophie's, and a ball cap. Yeah, that seems fair. Special thanks to Danny and Bowd and the Wicked Willards for use of their, their song, Outside of the Rain, from their self-titled album, Get It Now on Bandcamp. I love you, Kelsey. <laughs> I love you too, Sarah. And special thanks to Carly Sussman, who designed our logo. Um, and Sarah, who's here. And special shout out to Sarah, our executive producer. <laughs> and if I can, I just want to shout out a, a, a friend of the po- friend of the podcast, Zach Smith, is in a band called Evelyn. Yeah. And they recently released their first EP. You can buy it online for five bucks. It's very good. They're a rock and roll band. I would say they make garage rock as the influence I always get, but they're, they're branching out into different genres now, so I don't want to pigeonhole them. But... If you go to oevelyn.bandcamp, that's O-H-E-V-E-L-Y-N, nailed it, dot .bandcamp.com, you can buy it. Remove and, uh, the nailed it from that URL. Oh, yeah, the nailed it is just the, my, my vocal tick. <laughs> so I, I, I just want to recommend that. I think it's very good, and I think people should listen to it. And everyone should go to Hinterland's Bar and beautiful Avenue. In, on Church Avenue in beautiful Kensington, Brooklyn. In the See? Commonwealth of Rose Buddies. <laughs> in the Commonwealth of Rose Buddies. In the Bachelor Nation. Join the Rose Buddies Facebook group. Join the Rose Buddies NYC Facebook group for show because Sarah basically runs that. Literally runs that, actually. I don't know why I said basically. She actually <laughs> literally, does. Literally, yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll, also, we'll see you uh, starting this, this May. May 22nd. At the Hinterlands or in spirit or online or not at all if it's not your thing. Whatever. You do you. I've been Jason Edwards. I've been Kelsey Goldman. I'm Sarah. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. <laughs> That's how it goes. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Final rose. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right pieces. Right pieces. Hi, I'm Griffin McElroy. <laughs> and I'm Rachel McElroy. You actually weirdly sounded like her there. <laughs> We're cutting all this out, right? <laughs> hi, I'm... Hi. Hi, I'm Jason Edwards. Welcome to the Rose Buddies fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>